sharing projects that matter. This is Community Voices on Portland Radio Project. Each week we put the spotlight on the local nonprofit New Good right here in our own community. And this week we are visiting with the Q Center. Delighted to have Raina Daniels join me. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. All right. So what is your role at the Q Center? I'm the program manager at the Q Center, which sounds really pretty amorphous. <laughs> it does. All right. For, so for those that don't know, what what is the Q Center? The Q Center is Portland's LGBTQ community center. And so we have a physical space on Mississippi Avenue and then we do outreach and provide a call in and email in service for folks outside of the area looking for resources. Okay, so there's a, a, a space mm-hmm. where people can go and have meetings and do things. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually, I've spoken to the Q Center a number of different times. There's business groups that meet there and I've been invited, lucky enough to come and speak. You do that kind of stuff. Yes. Um, and then you also, a uh, second component, if I understand correctly, is you do a number of different events with volunteers, that kind of thing. Yes, yeah, we have a large auditorium space, but also a gallery and a lending library. We have conference rooms and meeting spaces where we provide support groups, affinity groups or clubs or meetups, whatever you want to call those. All of our support services are peer-to-peer led, so they're people within the community who lead groups for other folks with similar identities or similar interests, similar experience, just to help form community and provide some social support, emotional support, mental health. So what are a couple of the events that you uh, support? Well, we do Pride every year. We have March contingents in Pride, and we've also marched in Dyke March and Trans March as well. And then annually, we do a big gala fundraiser that's a lot more community, friendship, partnership focused than I think a lot of dodgier fundraisers I've been to. And then we do uh, quarterly events and try and link up with the needs of our community. So right now we've had a series and are working on planning for the next trans ID clinic where we help folks make sure that they can get all the questions and paperwork and everything filed to get their ID marker changed, their gender marker, or their names changed on their ID. So little, you know, little events like that, larger response events, like uh, we had a really large turnout after the Orlando mm-hmm. um, shooting last summer. We hosted a very large vigil that had nearly a thousand people on Mississippi Avenue and in our courtyard area. That's so important, the things you do. Okay, so how long have you been at the Q Center? Since last summer. Since last summer. So uh, it, there's always, in my experience, a reason that someone volunteers at one nonprofit versus another. And I worked for professionally for 10 years in the nonprofit world, and so it's interesting, you know, why people choose the nonprofits they do. So what led you to the Q Center? I'm right now working on rebooting our information and referral program, which is maybe an insider lingo way of just saying how we answer calls with real responses. So when folks call looking for a resource or a provider who's LGBTQ friendly, they usually call the Q Center because we're the community center. We probably know someone and we do. But until this project, those referrals have been kind of rolled up, snowballed into spreadsheets and random cut and paste documents that the volunteers would keep around, bulletin boards with things scratched out. And and we really want to formalize that system to make sure that we have providers who can update their own information and that we can provide really accurate referrals for folks around the community on a really broad range of topics that not every volunteer has to be an expert in a particular area. And that's my jam. Before I was kind of headhunted into this position at at the Q Center, I was at 211, which is our statewide information and referral program, before then working with teens delivering crisis intervention to other teens. So I really, I, I have a lot of ties to the queer community here. I've been here for more than 10 years, and I just see this wonderful opportunity where we have enough providers and enough services, but folks aren't necessarily able to be aware of all of them themselves, and they need a place where they can find that central hub of information. 
connection. So connecting people with needs and the people that have the resources they need is in your sweet spot, both yeah. professionally and personally. Yes, absolutely. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I've I've been that kid since I was a teen that the other kids would come to and say like, hey, do you know where I would get an STD test? Or, hey, do you know anything about this? Um, you know, I think a place where a lot of helpers and natural helpers find themselves serving their own immediate social community. And when we're working with LGBT community of folks who are transplants and folks who are coming out or folks who are just transitioning, they don't necessarily have those social supports built in. They don't have a network of friends to ask. And so folks form Facebook boards and, and ask strangers for referrals. And that really works on a social scale for the queer community, but it doesn't necessarily open up the door to, to everyone knowing all those resources. So we want to provide that kind of library for. So as we close, what are some of the kinds of uh, different kinds of resources that people inquire about? Oh, yeah. Physical health, general practitioners, mental health, counselors, group support, transition-related services, folks who can write letters for hormones or for surgery referrals, but also things like non-medical transition-related services like electrolysis, voice coaching, and then things like sports clubs, programs, employment resource groups for their for their employer, supports for discrimination and, and filing legal information. Just really, it's pretty, it's pretty far across the board. And if we don't know what it is, then we can find you a referral to someplace that might. Well, I know I put you on the spot, and you, but you gave an amazing list. And I want, I think it's important because I want people to realize if they're part of the LGBTQ community and they feel like I have a need now, if I don't, th- I don't think it matters what it is, they can get a hold of the Q Center, and you probably will have a resource that will help them, or you'll find one. Yes, yeah, and you know, we don't, we don't exist within a perfect system. There's not actually referrals or resources available for every need, but what we can do is brainstorm with you about how to get some of those needs met that are available in social services and how to have those conversations with other providers to make sure that you can stretch a little bit. Rain, it was a delight to have you here on uh, Portland Radio Project on Community Voices. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. I appreciate all that you guys do at the Q Center. Thank you. You've been listening to Community Voices on Portland Radio Project. Learn more at prp.fm.